And you know what that means. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Evan and Aaron Show presents the Red and Blue Soccer Chat. It's my man Aaron right here sporting the Manchester United skull cap. And our mascot for the evening, a little Christmas poo. Yay! He is the Christmas poo. <laughs> and this is your boy Evan sporting the blue. Very, very, very blue. <laughs> With a laugh and a smile from the audience. Uh, properly timed. Yes, yes. Thank you very much. Boy, I tell you, uh, blue is the, if it was not for this guy right here, if it wasn't for this guy, blue would be the overwhelming, I think, color aim, you know, of our show tonight because of the way our, our teams are kind of informed. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think there's, <clears throat> unfortunately, uh, <laughs> Just a, a lot not going right yeah. uh, for either of us right now. Right. Um, and I know the pundits want to make it seem very simple and, and uh, easy to address. And if that were the case, uh, neither of us would have gone well, through uh, how many managers yeah, in the exactly. last few years. Uh, so yeah. uh, a, little fr a little frustrating to hear that kind of talk. Um, and especially when you try to put it in its proper context. Um, Fer Fergie. Uh, you know, considered the best manager uh, in, in English Premier League history for the most part. Um, you know, uh, Pep and, and Klopp are entering the discussion. Well, I won't, uh, I'll say Pep's entering Pep's the discussion. In. Yeah, I, yeah. And, I, and I think Klopp is a, Klopp is is a top is, manager, but yes. you got to win the trophies. Right. Um, and, uh, but, but, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to disparage. I'm, I'm saying Fergie uh, needed time. Uh, Klopp. Needed time. needed time. Pep didn't need time, uh, quite so much time, because there was an infrastructure and, and a lot of money in place. But he still had to come in and do the do the the, the damn thing. You know the yeah. the criticism of Pep, meaning Barcelona, Bayern, Manchester City. It's you know you went from billionaire, 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 uh, state sponsored billionaire. Um, but I guess the point is. Um, I believe we need patience. Yes. Uh, and there's going to be some overlap here because we played against each other uh, yes. half, halfway through this, and yes. we weren't able to do the uh, Red and Blue Soccer Chat Derby Watch Party, which we would have loved to do, but yeah. it, it fell in the middle of the week, and unfortunately my job definitely uh, way, way got in the way. But it's, it's part of it, and maybe, yeah. maybe, for, the, maybe for the best because on, on second watch, despite a victory that my club needed, um, I think your your club contributed to it, not by oh. playing poorly, but by Just choosing a tactical system that kind of played into our hands, especially when Old Tra when at Old Trafford. So let's let's talk about what you've seen over these yeah. last few games. We, yeah. we started the month, you got a victory over Brighton and Hove, but it was a little too hard fought because you still. Still had Connor Gallagher get sent off. Yes, and they scored late to make it three-two, and it was a little nervy. It, it was it was nervy. It was nervy. I want to rewind something real Absolutely. quick, though. Um, you know, as we go back, I think you're right. There's going to be a lot of overlap tonight, mm. but let's just get this out on the table right now. To all the pundits slash fake fans who are out there saying this phrase about either team. It might be time to look at Pochettino slash Tin Hog. I, I, first of all, I say 
and, and I think I'm speaking for you, so if I'm wrong, let me know. I say, in, w with all due respect, um, no. And also, hell no. That is not the direction we need to be looking right now because when it comes down to it, you're talking about two coaches who have proven themselves in the Premier League, who know how to win. It comes down, part of it comes down to player execution. It just does. Ten Hag cannot get out there and play midfield. He, he, he can't. You know, Pochettino is not going to be able to, you know, take the strike from the box. He, he's just not. It's the players. And, and, and so I just want to take a little bit of heat. Not all, because you signed up for that job, guys. I want to take a little bit of the heat off of our managers. Um, this is a long process, man. You, you know this. Like rebuilding a team. Not just a quick rebuild, but rebuilding a team to where it was in it, you know, in, in some of its latest early uh, glory days. That takes time. That takes time. It just does. You see, once again, American equivalent, how the Cardinals, they, they built really fast, really fast, really fast. And now look at them. They're, they're literally falling apart because they, they, they did not take the time to build and incorporate. And I don't think it's as important in American football as it is in, in, in football. But I think that the time needs to be there for both of these clubs. And, and it's not the time to start looking at the managers yet. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm in agreement, but I also have to acknowledge what, you know, sort of the zeitgeist says about all this stuff. Uh, and, and it's very quick to sack managers and things of that nature, but I think you have to look at the bigger picture and see what's going on with both clubs. And there are, there's a lot of overlap, there are a lot of similarities. Sure, sure. Um, I, I think for Manchester United, Obviously, the Glazers have become a cancer. Oh. Uh, I, I I don't I know them as guys, individual people, um, uh, and <laughs> I don't know. You know, we're not privy to some of those back office conversations, but the reality is that they bought this club in the early 2000s, and they have invested in players when forced to but they've not invested in the infrastructure they've not invested into the administrative infrastructure in the way that they need to sure and that seems to be a common criticism obviously ronaldo famously had his criticisms zlatan has had his criticisms these should be taken into account and the fact that let's face it manchester united have had a succession of managers i mean if if somebody told you that a club didn't tell you the club yeah but a club over the course of a period of time was going to have david moyes who is now having some success with west ham they just won the europa conference league last year and they're yeah. in the top half of the table in the premier they're, league i believe they're doing pretty pretty well now uh then <clears throat> louis van hall then jose Mourinho. And then Eric Ten Hag, who had success with Ajax, if you told somebody they were going to have th that succession of managers at a club, they'd say, how many trophies did we win and how many decades did this yeah, span? Yeah, right. And the reality is we've had these guys all within the last just over a decade. Mm -hmm. None of them lasted more than three years. Nope. And we've also ruined other people in between. We, you know, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer uh, was, was a little maybe raw for the job at the time, but they had success. 
they had success and he could have been in a position for success and i'll transfer that over to, to what's gone on at chelsea mm. todd bowley has come in yes and i think there was a lot of optimism about that you know the the roman abramovich era was full of success we can talk about some of the ancillary things that yes. off the field right. and, and what right. that means right. in another conversation but he made sure the product on the field was going to be successful yeah todd bowley has come in with an attitude and a, a, an approach that hasn't been successful and i think no. that needs to be acknowledged in the same way that it's, that the glazers sure. haven't done it sure. and i don't want to be sitting here well i do want to be sitting here 10 years from now having a, this conversation right with you all right hopefully with a much bigger studio and, and a sponsorship much bigger paycheck there you go <laughs> but the reality is maybe todd bowley is the glazers in the early 2000s oh God. without the same level of inherent infrastructure because fergie created something at at manchester united that almost transcended whatever ownership was going to do and you, you almost yeah. had to do what he was going to say yes in in, in in i think you have something there it i want to, oh man i want to take a lot of heat for this there's so much there's so, so much, much. go for, for this, it dude. go for it <sighs> I believe, as a Chelsea fan, that there is... Oh, why'd you play it? Why'd you play it? No. I feel more... Oh, my God. I'm shaking saying this. I feel more like, not nostalgic... It's the peanut brittle. Yeah, it is, I guess. I, I feel that there's more nuance to a franchise like Manchester United than there is to Chelsea. Yes. And I, yeah, and I, I can't I, quite put my finger, and I know I'm going to take shit for this. I love, I am through and through. I'm just acknowledging the fact that this is a franchise that 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 is that is very different, has a very different fan base, but has a very very loyal and and have been there, done that fan base. Yeah. And in in Chelsea, guys, we've had a lot of success, relatively quick. I mean, we've yes. had a lot of success, and then boom. We run into this. So, uh, you know, the, the history for me is there. And and I hate saying that. I really do, but I love saying that, too. Mm. Just as acknowledging, man, that, that Man U's a great club. But you're right. It, those type of guys and that type of club to take over is a different beast than to take over a Chelsea. Chelsea is very much, and it has been, very much like the uh, French Revolution. Guillotine, 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 guillotine. You don't work out, you're gone. I, I, I mean, I, I agree, and I, I think it's reflective of what we've seen. Um, you know, when, when Chelsea first got bought by Roman Abramovich in the early 2000s, um, one, they had been on the cusp of success. They, they they had been making the Champions League. They had been challenging. Sure. Right. So there there was some pedigree there, and I think Roman came in and really um, he fed that and and gave some structure to some things and yes. brought in a fantastic manager in Jose Mourinho who was super hungry early well, on yeah. and in got his him career at the right time and had success with that. And Manchester United countered they said oh okay you know uh, <laughs> yeah. fergie's in charge and yes. the glazers were new to the business so i think they gave him kind of what he wanted yeah i think the second that fergie was gone they've been less receptive mm. to what is needed mm -hmm. in the global marketplace 
and much more concerned about just the brand. Yeah. And the you know the the brand of Manchester yeah. United, is, I won't say it's you know in perpetuity, but the you know the the name carries a lot. It, it does. You know, I mean, it does. look. D Disney stock has lost money for quite some time now, but Disney still, you know, Disney makes a movie, people go see it. So, yeah, there you go. So, it, it, it takes a long time to kind of break that, um, <laughs> but at the same time, at the same time, uh, you know, I think what you're getting at is maybe Chelsea doesn't have that sort of uh, slack uh, yeah. in, in the system. Right. But here's the thing. United have used that slack up. Chelsea, were, mm. Chelsea won mm. the Champions League five years ago. Manchester United haven't advanced in the Champions League for years. Yeah. They've, they've not challenged. They've not done anything. And, and t you know, 10, 12 years ago, Manchester United were expected to oh, win the Premier yeah, League. Absolutely, they were expected absolutely. to be in the semifinals or maybe the final of a Champions League. And that's what I'm. I get. Yes, that is exactly I, what I'm yeah. saying. Is that until, until we reach that to where we? And, and there were times. I mean, that that, that team that we had with Frank and and, and, and the boys. You know, Terry and oh my God, you just had a great team there, but. Until we have that, I don't know, man. It just seems like everything I'm reading, people are just like, oh, my God, same old Chelsea. I'm like, wait, stop. No, I, I, it, I don't agree with that. It, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, no, that, that's not true because we are literally in a rebuilding process. And for me, it seems like, and once again, I'm not privy to what Man mm. U fans mm -hmm. say, but it seems like when Man U were going through this, more fans than not were like, okay, kind of like your take on it is like, okay, well, this is rebuilding. I'm hearing from our side, oh my God, we got to win, 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 win. I, but but here's the thing, I'll, I'll say that I think United fans are a little impatient as well, and and I understand it. The, the game changes, the game evolves, and there is a, a, a quickness to things uh, that wasn't before. Um, oh Yay. well. Hey, there we go. It's a good thing we've got overlap because we've got an early halftime. And we Dude. got into it pretty quickly. This is fucking this fantastic. Is, this is great. This is uh, exactly what. Real you know. quick, real quick. As we say, Christmas poo. Um, <laughs> happy holidays. And uh, we can't say enough about the fact that Chatham Tap is one, our favorite it's, local yeah. establishment to just hang yep. out at. We legit hang out here anyway. Yep. But two, everyone is wonderful. And that is absolutely uh in, in in encapsulated by our lovely jojo giving the regulars some peanut brittle some crack uh, it is it is crack. phenomenal yeah we we've i've got the shakes because i know Fisher's it's in my car Fisher's right FD. now uh and just in general um claire jojo both fantastic so glad to have you guys come and be our halftime shot friends so just a big shout out and as the crawl says uh they will be open at 10 a.m on Saturday. Saturday morning, no breakfast, regular menu at 11 o'clock. But wait and a minute. And then 8.30 a.m. 8.30 Sunday with, with Claire. The Claire and uh, get, get you some Fat Franks. Get, get you some oh, yes. uh, absolute, uh, absolute awesome Thanks. breakfast. Yes. And then stick around for what may be a terrible match between uh, Liverpool and Manchester United. But, hey, right. I'm glad I could hype it. That's right. Love you, ladies. Thank Love you all you. for coming. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. Hey. Off screen smack. Opa. <laughs> Big shout out. You, Big shout out. I know y'all heard that. Evan, uh, we we had our mics pointing that way. So, oh, right. hey. Evan, uh, combining.
Thanksgiving and Christmas real quick. What, yes. what are you thankful for and, and happy for for this year? We may have a show before the end of the year, but this is definitely <laughs> our our festive festive yes, show. So, what am I um, thankful for? What are you thankful for, and what are you hopeful for heading into the new year? Well, I, I think there's three things that automatically come to my head. I don't know why it's three. It's the whole, mm. you know, the, the Holy Trinity, Illuminati. Um, oh, anyway, yeah. yeah. What's sponsors? The What's anyway. the difference? Um, Number one, I think the thing that, that I'm most thankful for is is really the the love that I have from fa- friends, from family, um, significant other. Um, you know, just just it, it, it's at a hundred percent. And right. you know my story. There were times yes. where it wasn't, and 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 that was on me. But being re-exposed to everybody and just being able to be who I am in front of everybody I love, that's that's special. Fantastic. Number I two, love that. Um, I am so proud of my daughters. Yes, as he should be. And I'm not saying but. And there is reason to celebrate one of them. Yes. Uh, yes. She literally <sighs> blew my mind because this was a dream of hers in, in high school. She wanted to go into the military. Amazing. Uh, wasn't able to go because she was allergic to penicillin. It went to college and went into the National Guard, and they gave her an exemption. Fantastic. And, and, and I'm just Fantastic. so proud of her. Um, April 2024 is going to be tough. Yeah. But, you know, that, uh, that's when she ships out. So I'm thankful for that. For that. Number three. Um, besides the, the man to my right that I don't even consider a friend. He's my brother, like literal brother. Um, this this year uh, afforded me to to find um, you know kind of an individual that matches my soul, mm. you know my mm-hmm. spirit and, th- and things like that. And honestly, I am I am most thankful for that. I needed that. Um, you know, this show held me together for many a months, uh, many a months this year. Um, but that when when you when you when you've got that person, it just matches you. You know, every day, all day, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's it's amazing. And so, you know, those are the three things I'm I'm most thankful for. Um, and then this freaking podcast, man, I just love it. Yeah, I love it. How about you? What do you got for us? Uh, you know, I I'm th- I'm thankful for um, the the shoulder of good friends throughout this year. Uh, the last few years in general have been difficult. This this year uh, kind of culminates a lot of that, and. Um, I, I know you're experiencing similar family issues, and uh, that I think that's truly where we find out, you know, who is, who is supportive and who is there for us. And I'm thankful for the people who, even for a brief moment, are a shoulder uh, to to lean on and be a sounding board and and be able to share their experiences back. Um, I'm thankful for this place as such a, a, a comforting home away from home. I'm obviously uh, thankful to my spouse, who's been absolutely supportive while simultaneously going through her own family issues, and and I think we're a a fantastic team uh, when it comes to that. And um, I am thankful for this show, that we continue to do it for our tens of fans that tune in. Uh, But it gives us an opportunity to, one, talk about these teams that we love, you know, for better or worse, in good and bad, and right now it's bad, but that's part of being a fan, as I keep coming back to, and and you can't have the, you know, the the you can't have the the sweet without the bitter, as they say. Um, so 
I, I just love and appreciate. And anybody who's listening out there, uh, I want to say thank you as well. Um, I, the, I see the analytics. I, I see that we've got followers. I Yay. see that we've got people thank tuning in. By the thank way, you. we are now on Apple iTunes, if that makes any difference or, or if it makes difference to your friends. Because I, I, I got yeah. some friends who are like, I, I don't have Spotify. Yeah, exactly. What do I do? And I'm like, well, I apparently need to figure out how to get us on Apple. Which, thank you, and I did. We've thank taken you. care of that. So we should be on a platform near you. Um, but I tell you what, what I would love the most is to have some people come in enjoy the Darby watch party with us come in and yeah. enjoy the show I love it when uh, our good friend yeah. of the pod yeah. IO, calls IO calls in, in. and uh, gives us his thoughts on both Chelsea and the international women's game uh, because that is not a blind spot but definitely a you know we're, yeah. we're not as up on it and um, he gives us a lot of details uh, for that yep. and uh, just the entire soccer community so I'm gonna stop rambling and just say Thank you all, and we appreciate it, and I'm looking forward to doing more of this in the new year. You know, I, I, have, a, I have a question for you. Like, uh, yes, that, yeah, get this for you guys. You guys get the applause because you're awesome. Dude, I feel like I, like, I, I don't know. I piss you off on this thing more than anything. <laughs> oh, why would you say that? <laughs> why would you say that? Because I think we're getting ready to talk about... Well, I mean, it is the red I and blue know, soccer I chat, know. so we do have to talk we, we, about we've Chelsea. We've got to talk about Chelsea. Um, Sometimes it's fun for me. Yeah, it it, it, it would have been fun if we'd have had this show last week. <laughs> It'd have been real fun. You'd, you'd have had a ball. Um, you know what? Let's just do this. We've been doing everything together. Damn it. No, 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 no. That's why he controls the board, ladies and gentlemen. Me, and I, I wish I could finish that, but I don't. I think yeah. we can talk shit about City right nope, now either, nope, even nope, if, nope, even nope. though they're not playing great either. So let's play back and forth off of each other. Sure. Uh, this this uh, this Chelsea um, team has just. <sighs> I will reiterate what I said last podcast. I am not going to throw in the towel on this team. No, I'm not. No. But I will say this. I'm starting to run. The yellow flag up the pole. Okay, it's like, oh, okay, well, guys, we, we we might be in a little trouble, and I, I just don't see the production. I just don't see the production out of this Chelsea team. They controlled seventy-two percent of the ball in this in the Everton match. Yeah, they 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 controlled sixty-seven percent in the midfield and up. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. 67%. And I'm like, we had nothing to show for. Yeah. Chelsea is, I think, Chelsea is fourth in passing from the back to the, to the middle uh, in accuracy. Passing from the middle up to the front third is they are fifth. Mm -hmm. But then a pass that leads to an imminent goal chance or try, mm -hmm. we drop below Everton to 13th. Yeah. And and that that says a lot, man. That just that says a lot because it says we're we're a good technical team. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But when we can't score goals and someone scores a goal against us, we don't go, "Hey, all right, Aaron, come on. Let's get this this get right. this shit back." We go, "Oh god. 
Well, he's uh, going to score. Yet again, I think we have similar issues because I, I look at our match against Bournemouth and the possession, the possession, especially for a three-nil match uh, at home, uh, is, is ridiculous. We we have very similar problems up to a point. And then the real issue becomes super obvious. Oh, yes. If Rasmus Hoyland played for <laughs> Chelsea, he'd have 10 goals by now. He, yes. Because you're actually, we, Chelsea are actually creating goal scoring tons, opportunities. Tons. Manchester United thrash people from front to back and then don't actually create a goal scoring opportunity and then leave themselves and this is where we go back to the overlap both teams leave themselves so exposed oh my god because of how they played and and this is where you know and we the discussion have keepers of, that we can't trust well we we look at what happened between our teams last week and uh it could have been four to one United it could at have halftime. Been easily, well, that that match should it, have been it, six it, one. It, it, it really could six have six two, whatever. But then you look at some of the chances, and and the way this game played out, yeah. and Chelsea had opportunities as well because neither one of these teams have the discipline between the lines, mm. and the composure and clinicality to do what needs to be done in the exact moment. And what I mean yeah, by that yeah. is for the few opportunities Chelsea created, and I'm thinking specifically of Nico Jackson getting oh. played in from oh. outside the 18 to, ru to, to, to run directly at a goalkeeper and basically shot it directly into his chest versus Manchester United, who had, again, multiple opportunities and, 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 you know, in a vacuum, you want to say, hey, Scott McTominay had, you know, he, he scored two goals, but he also had an opportunity, he had a double opportunity where he, like, I think he took a header yeah. and then it came right back to him and he, and he yeah. hit the follow-up. Both of them straight at the goalie. It illustrates one, if that had fallen to Hoyland, I think that goes into the net sure. because he's a goal scorer. Yep. But two, we're relying so much on the supporting cast. Oh, absolutely. And our supporting cast is, is not doing it. I love Marcus Rashford, but he's not doing the job so much that he's being benched. Yes. Anthony has no business being on the field for Manchester United anymore. Nico Jackson is is a first-year player for Chelsea. Yes. But I tell you what, if this time next year we're having this conversation, exactly. he should be gone. Exactly. We, we as clubs need better leadership that is ruthless. Yes. That says, I'm not going to stick with this because we deserve to be winning things. And we don't have that right now. No. Todd Bowley doesn't know how to do it, and the Glazers don't care how to do it. Exactly. And the thing that I thought, and I think most Chelsea fans thought, um, is that Thiago Silva would step into that role. And it just seems like it seems like he's he's hesitant to step in that role like we need somebody right now to go up to nico jackson and to, and this is one thing i don't know nico jackson but i do know oh, as a captain as, as, as a, a captain, captain. Okay. right as a captain and go one of two things probably because of his personality go get the ball in the back of the damn net yeah or you know what kid that's all right let's right. Live, fight another day let's right. go that those are the things that you need to be seeing from reese james and you don't see it those are the things 
Connor Gallagher well, when he passes it off. You uh, don't see unfortunately, Reese James' still, hamstring yes. is as twangy as a bad banjo <laughs> nowadays. Yeah, and he's But out. that doesn't change the fact that he's the leader of the team and what they should be affecting in the locker room. There's one right? thing to be said about, and I know you're supposed to pick the leader to be the captain. There's one thing, though, eh, that if you have a captain that isn't the leader, and I think that Tiago Silva, if he would just step in that role and do the whole Roy Kent thing, even though you know Roy Kent was the captain, but he wasn't captain at sometimes, I think they need to do the Roy Kent thing and just be yeah. like, look, in the locker room, you listen to me, right. damn it. And then out here, I'm gonna be your I'm gonna be your best supporter, but I'm also gonna come in and kick your I do, ass. When I you need do it. think both clubs are suffering from a lack of obvious leadership. You Where's know, Harry McGuire. I, like, I don't. I've, ne I've never thought Harry Maguire is a leader. I will give him credit for enduring what he's done in in, in the last year, and he's had That's some fair. really, really good performances. And in fact, he was named Player of the Month in the in the Premier League. Wow. He's 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 really rejuvenated his career. It's unfortunate he got this injury at at, at such an, uh, an and I want to say this. He's he's been rejuvenated. He still isn't. He still should not be the first choice back for Manchester United with what Ten Hag wants to do. But he is available and he's doing what needs to be done. But the fact remains, we just don't have leadership mm. in any position. No. Todd Bowley is a. He's not. He's not ready for it. Uh, the Glazers no, don't want it. No. Ten Hag wants it, but does not have the authority because he doesn't have the backing i think pochettino pa Pochettino's is probably in a similar in a situation. similar spot and there's no one in either locker room saying as far as i can tell and again we're not privy i i don't, no. I don't i'm not in the locker room after practice i'm not in the locker room after these games i don't know for sure but i know that from my experience playing sports the real leaders show up and practice the real leaders show up in the locker room yeah. and right the ship and this isn't happening we're not seeing and it. and as much as i know the buck stops with the manager and all that stuff but we've both watched this happening with our our clubs for the last couple of years yeah but who, who's the leader if, if you were if you were going to walk into man U's locker room mm -hmm. and be like who's the guy chewing ass after a bad game I can't tell you who that is. True. But uh, who, who is it in Chelsea's locker room? Uh, well, I was I was going to say, uh, well, is it is and, it and, doesn't and, fall on Pep to do that. I know there has to be a player that's like, ah, but is it Pep that is so adamant about winning that when he chews your ass, you're like, oh, okay, okay. Because right now, but you if, still got to have the players I, to win. Yeah, I know. I get it. I get it. Pep, Pep by himself doesn't win anything. And and this is where the criticism of, mm -hmm. well, Pep's inherited these fucking fantastic no, they, teams. No, 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 no. It's true, but he still makes them win. It, yes, exactly. I think the problem with both of our clubs is we don't have 15 guys that are ready to do whatever it takes and have the ability to do it. I think Scott McTominay would absolutely choke you for a win. Sure. He doesn't have the skill to do it. Mm. He's good. He's been very good for, for Scotland. But no one's talking about Scott McTominay as a world-class football player. I almost feel like, you know, you're onto something there because I felt like this last game, this last match, um, let me go back real quick because I want to make sure that I say this 
absolutely correctly. I think that the stat is correct in my... Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> this last match... Um, there, there. What, why in the world... Why in the world do we not have trust in 11 guys that we can just say, okay, get out there, do the job? Well, because, once again, we start, our mon we start Broya. You know, we, we start Broya. We, we, we bring in, I mean, it just doesn't make sense. Kukurea? Like, why are we bringing it? Why are we having him start well, for fuck? I mean, sorry. Uh, I can say it for fuck's sake. Garnacho broke Kukurea. Exactly. In that match. I know. So, so, which, one, why is he on the right side? <laughs> and And Excellent. secondly, he was so exposed that you brought in Reese James and risked him when very clearly he's an injury problem. He is just, Kukurea is not built. Kukurea. He, he's, he's just not. Look, Kukurea. <laughs> Oh, this the, uh, yeah, yeah. There you go. Right, wow, will we get sanctioned for this? Will we get canceled? No. Oh, okay, good, awesome. Uh, <laughs> Steve no. Bannon still has a podcast. Oh, uh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That's the Harlem Shake, by the way, guys. You know, it's like anyway. These guys that are starting, we cannot trust eleven guys. Like, you know what? Here's no. the thing: if Jackson would have been in there for Broya. He'd have missed, too? Uh, maybe. I mean, yeah. maybe. Because there were a couple times where, like, pace was everything. Did you see him at the end of this match? He lost his shit. He did. He, and it's like... Once when Jordan Pickford is talking shit to you and making fun of you and going, nee, 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 nee. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, did, you done fucked up, Aaron. You did. And that's a that's a problem. But what I'm saying is is that... I, I, and, and I'm not trying to be critical of Pochettino, but... Bro, like, you if you have something cooking, and even if the temperature drops a little bit, just put the lid back on it, keep everything in there, and let it get back up the temperature, man. It's like, well, you, these guys won't learn to play together if they're not playing together. Along those lines, and I appreciate, I do, I absolutely appreciate that you look at the youth of Chelsea and what they potentially have available to him. You want to be attacking. You want to be on the front foot. But you know it's not quite there. Do you really show up at Old Trafford, even though United are in their own transitional period, do you really show up at United and give them precisely what they want? You're going to play open and attacking against us where we want to play counterattack, and when we get it right, like, again, United should have had four goals in the first half. Oh, absolutely. And, absolutely. And, and, and I will take, I would absolutely take any number of, I don't even think you need to be, I, I, I won't even take a striker. I think another playmaker. Get, throw me Paul Scholes into this current uh, side, and guys would be scoring goals left and right, because he'd be like, here's the last pass. And yet, that's not what we do. This is what I think is, and and I want your take on on you know United. But this is what I think needs to happen 
Are, are we saving transfer window discussion for let's, that show? Okay. Yeah, let's. Darn it. Okay. Let's. Well, anyway, that's that's all. I, that's all I have for Chelsea. Did did you have anything else for? Well, no. I think here? this has been a good back and forth and, yeah. and overlap because our our clubs are in very si similar situations. It's frustrating. I'm I'm always going to be a fan. This is my club. This is this is who I chose for better or worse. And you know what? I got a good twenty years of kicking everybody's ass. <laughs> um, Including which, mine. which which makes it all the more frustrating when it it seems like I, I get if you own a club, you're not going to be like, well, I'm just going to sell because we aren't doing well. That, that's not how it works. No, that, that's no, not that's no. what being a business owner is. Right. But if your business isn't doing well, and again, you have to acknowledge that results on the field versus how many t you know shirts you're selling. Yeah. And I think that's the problem. Is the Glazers are like, well, we're we're still selling shirts. We make money mm. off this club. So what's the problem? Well, the problem is fans want trophies. Yes. Fans want care. Fans want to believe that you care about the club as much as they do. And even exactly. though that's a farce, nobody's ever, no owner's going to care about right. the club in the same way that a coal worker in, in the it's doldrums like, yeah. does. That's, you, you have to recognize your role at the club and the glazers have never understood that yeah and i think todd Bowley has tried to bring something to chelsea that hasn't translated well no and while what is needed is slightly different the problem is the same and the and and it's the ownership and yeah. leadership it's top down and if you fire pochettino and we fire ten hog Ten months from now, we're going to be having the, the exact same, same conversation yes. Yes. because the people helping them out, yep. leading them, aren't doing what they're supposed to do. That's it. That's it. And so, ladies and gentlemen, we are now at the Hey Aaron segment of the show. Wait. Hold on. Oh. I, do, I do want to toss in this. Oh, I, I have to have say. Yeah. From a, it, it's not USA, I saw, I saw but okay. it, it is USA related. I, I want to give a big shout out. Uh IU and Notre Dame faced off oh. in the quarterfinals of the NCAA College Cup. And yet again, IU went down on penalties, but it oh. was because Notre Dame's goalkeeper was just phenomenal, made some tremendous saves. Notre Dame went on to knock out Oregon State in the uh, Final Four uh, and then ran into Clemson, mm. and uh, just it wasn't enough. Uh, but I want to say huge congrats to our, our young lads, uh, in Indiana, IU and Notre Dame. Marion um, North. Really, Yay. really great performances <laughs> to get here. I know it's a disappointment, but yeah. uh, you deserve to be celebrated. Uh, Cheers, lads. Great, great job. Cheers. And uh, hopefully next year you can uh, get right back to the same spot and uh, take it one step further. So congrats to the Hoosiers and uh, the Leprechauns for what they accomplished this year. There you go. Excellent. All right. So now. It is the Hey Aaron segment. There's our wonderful drunk crowd There's in the back. The drunk crowd. Yes, that's awesome. Um, it's Christmas time. Christmas so, poo. Christmas poo. You've you've got your Christmas poo. Your Christmas poo is on your shoulder. I mean, you know, there it is. Christmas. You're going poo to be. You're going to be Santa Claus tonight. Oh yeah. And you are going to deliver three gifts. Oh. To Chelsea FC. And three gifts to Manchester United. Ooh, what okay. would the best three Christmas gifts look like underneath Chelsea's tree and the best three Christmas gifts look like under 
Manchester United's tree. And those could be, you know, obviously I'm going for players here or whatever, but, you know, positions or whatever. Okay. Um, I think for Chelsea, it's a little bit more straightforward because mm. I, I, I think there's some infrastructure in place. I don't think Todd Bowley is such a distraction the way the Glazers are uh, that it can't be overcome. Um, and I think... Chelsea could do with a I feel like you guys could do with a, a, a Casemiro type and not mm. the current form Casemiro mm. type okay. because he has struggled but I think a calm headed defensive midfielder yeah. with experience a veteran mm. that could sit there and, and unfortunately the name that comes to mind Used to play for Chelsea. You're missing N'Golo Conte right now. Oh, yes. So finding, yes. you know, a, a Christmas present yes. of a player who could show up and just lead by example. Okay. You don't need somebody barking at players. No. You need somebody who just goes out there and says, this is my job. I get it done. I protect my back four, mm -hmm. and I move it forward. Secondly, you guys could use a hungry but established goal scorer. Yeah. Somebody who's already done the business. Yep. Um, but not a veteran. You, you know, uh, in the sense of mm -hmm. you, you need him to be around for more than one or two years. You need, yes. you need this guy to come in and say, I'm going to score some goals for you. If there was a way for you to pry mm -hmm. Victor Osman away from. Damn it. I wish Big Rom would have. Napoli, that'd be good. Uh, well, and, and you know, you, you see the issue here. You yeah. know, the, yes. these are good players. Yes. Romelu Lukaku is a good, good, very, better than good. He's Belgium's all-time Straight red card yesterday. Well, it happens. Well, but, anyway. but you see what I'm saying? Yes. Um, so I, I definitely think a, a defensive midfielder, a, yes. a, a, just a pure goal scorer. Yep. And I think you need a goalkeeper. Yeah. I don't know who yep. that is because the game is evolving and we're dealing with that ourselves. Yeah. But I, I don't think – I don't know if you'd be any better with Keppa because of the issues he brings to the table. But maybe you just need a, a new young goalkeeper without the burden, without the baggage. Yeah. Without the, oh, can he do this? Can he do that? No, he's come through the ranks. And, you know, you've only got 437 guys out on loan for <laughs> Chelsea. Surely to God, one of them is a goalkeeper. Right, um, right. But, uh, but I, I think that's probably what is needed the most. I, I, okay. I, I, I think players yes. would improve Chelsea. Yes, yes. For Manchester United, okay. it can't come soon enough that Sir Jim Ratcliffe walks through that door as a percentage owner with the ability to direct some things. Okay. I, I, I think that's first and foremost. Okay, gotcha. Uh, uh, for Manchester United, it is much more at the top. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll, re I'll reserve judgment on Bowley for another couple of years, depending okay. on what he does. Okay. He certainly wants to put money into the club. Sure, absolutely. Uh, but the Glazers have done that, but without real mentorship and an understanding of what's needed in mm -hmm. the game. Mm -hmm. uh, and th they need to step aside. And, and if... 
They Are got you a, saying like totally step aside? Or well, that would be ideal, but that's not what's in the works. Okay, okay. So Jim okay. Ratcliffe is taking 25% ownership, but direct, but he's taking over control of directing the football that's operations. That's really good. So I, I think him coming in and being able to put his stamp on things could be beneficial. Let's hope so. I mean, he he they own Ineos owns other clubs and they are successful okay so i think there's the potential for that i would stick with ten hog at least for the time being i that's certainly would second president no no, oh, that, no that's, that's, that's not a president. president okay uh i think in the january transfer window finding a veteran player who you may not may not even be here 18 months from now but a veteran who understands what's needed to right the ship and be calm and control the locker room and say these leaks are not going to be tolerated. These bullshit performances aren't going to be tolerated. I love me I love me some Bruno Fernandez. Yeah. But he has demonstrated an inability to both lead the team in the locker room and on the field. Man, so maybe since, you know, Harry Maguire isn't doing it. What about bringing Verge over from Liverpool. There's no way Virgil van Dijk <laughs> is leaving Liverpool to come to Manchester well, United at no. this point. No, no, Even no. With the hmm? no, hmm? no. But I think. Uh, I mean, yeah, they're top table. Why would you want to leave that team? I think Ma he's been a Mats Hummels. Okay. A veteran German leader. Okay. Okay. Could be good to come in. Um, I'm not going to speculate. We, we can we can save the yeah. end of the year for yeah, the, for yeah, the yeah. transfer window yeah. and all that. But what is needed is someone to come into this club and say, look, this ancillary bullshit, even though we don't have the right leadership at the top, you, you don't leak things to the press. Yeah, that's true. You don't reveal things. Yeah. You know, yeah. I I think Paul Pogba is a phenomenal oh. soccer player, and I think Jesse Lingard had a place at Manchester United, but the reality is they were doing shitty things. Yeah. And it, it undermined us. We've got to get rid of these... Players that don't understand what it means to play at a club this big. And if we got to play bare bones for a little bit, so be it. Mm. And then finally, go out and find Alejandro Garnacho for the right wing. Ooh. Go find some 17-year-old kid that's just kicking some ass and mm. say, you know what? We're going to stand by you. We're going to give you. And his name gonna... might be Facundo Palestri, and we already oh. fucking have him. Wow. But we have persisted with players that are not performing, not giving us what we need. Jaden Sancho, Anthony, mm -hmm. several of these players are just not cutting it. And Manchester United needs to ask Santa to bring him some serious presence in these positions. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's our Hey Aaron segment for tonight. Well done, my friend. Well done. Thank you, Thank you for the uh, gifts. We appreciate that. And that brings us to, oh, man, we're still going to hit the gram. That brings us to the end of our show. You hope. Yeah, hope, maybe. I don't know how long you're going to go. Anyway, um, and it's our Aaron's final thoughts. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us tonight. It was a different little format, man. We just kind of. A little bit. Yeah, just a little riffing. To, need yeah. to, we need to, Might maybe, need to do this a little yeah, bit more. Do, do a little more. But anyway, Aaron, what do you got for us tonight? Man? Here's what I got for you, folks. Uh, and this is a little throwback, uh, as, as we do from time to time, to the original Evan and Aaron show. Um, there's some turmoil going on right now. There's some bullshit happening in this country. And... Um, 
we have witnessed in real time uh, the, the betrayal of what, what politicians say and what politicians do. Uh, and, and we have made a martyr, she's not dead, I, I don't want to use that term, but we've made a martyr uh, uh, metaphorically out of a woman who wanted no position. Uh, she, want, she did not want this notoriety. She did not want to do this. But nature and reality said this is what's happening. And this is happening right in front of our eyes, folks. And the reality on the ground is that if he and I don't stand up and say this, and not on behalf of, but in solidarity with women everywhere who are just asking to be treated with respect and integrity and given the same opportunities as other people, then nothing will change. We have to be the catalyst. We have to step up and say, you know what? I understand where you're coming from, but the way you've gone about this is just wrong. And by the way, you fucking lied. You lied. This isn't a woman who said, oh, I got pregnant and now I want to have an abortion just for birth control. This was a woman who's actually pro-life and wanted no part of this and has been faced with the most horrific decision in her entire life. To, to learn this information and have to make these decisions and then to have a whole bunch of dudes who have literally no experience whatsoever, no understanding, very clearly no understanding of female biology and no understanding of what it means to honor your constituency, to look after the people who voted you into this office and who said, hey, there are exceptions to the rule. There are no absolutes. We've failed. We've absolutely failed. And I will say it time and time and time again that if you can't speak up for those who don't have a voice or whose voice is not given the same credit as yours and the same volume as yours, then you need to evaluate yourself. And I'm going to say right now, right here, the two of us are prepared to stand side by side and help elevate the voices of those who need it when they are absolutely up against it in these times. We can do better. We are better than this. I have the utmost faith in this country, and I love it so much that much like James Baldwin says, I will completely criticize it until we meet the ideals that we set down on a piece of paper 200 and some years ago. Thank you for tuning in. I love you all. And we're going to keep doing this until somebody says we can't. Damn. Well, you cannot legislate morality. No. You can't do it. You can't do it. Man, thank you so much for that. I, I, I love this, man. Never ceases to amaze me. Every Wednesday night, guys, it's just awesome that we're here. We're, we're not here every Wednesday night. It's every other Wednesday night we are here. Come see us. At least listen to us. How about tune in and we'll be here every Wednesday night. You might make us a daily show. Hey, there you go. And we have the content to back that up. So go back and listen to us. Guys, listen, we love you. Thank you so much for listening in. All of our friends out there with all the wonderful smiles and everything like that. Thank you. Guys, we appreciate you. 
Hashtag Sege. Hashtag Black People Vote. We out.